Well, praise the Lord this evening, this Wednesday evening, uh, the first Wednesday in March. Um, in March, we are doing, amen, we're going to march through this month, amen. March on our way to accomplishment and to, um, you know, achieving goals. I, I believe this is a time for the people of God to achieve some things. And so... Um, I think we're in the right month because we're marching. Amen. Amen. Praise be unto God. Um, and it's Wednesday night, so it's Bible study. Praise God for that. Um, we're going to jump right into our study, which we're continuing with facing and overcoming obstacles or facing and overcoming challenges. Amen. Um, Amen. <clears throat> because this is a part of our life. You know, we can, you know, we talk a lot in church and in in our circles uh, of influence with our friends, with our family, our church family, we talk a lot about a lot of things. And, you know, people post things on social media demonstrating how anointed they are and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing. We have to be focused on where we live, man, um, mm -hmm. because it's not about how much you can quote scripture. It's not about, you know, how many... Um, versus you memorize or how well you can preach or teach. It's not about any of that. It, it, it's really about how effective we are in walking out the Word of God so that we can have victory in our lives. And we need to have victory in our lives, one, because who wants to lose? Amen. I know I don't. Right. Praise be unto God. But more than that, it's so that we can be a living, breathing demonstration of the goodness of God in the earth and of the power of God in the earth. So, you know, we're going to have these challenges and obstacles to overcome, um, but we can do it, yeah. right? And we need to do it so that God can get the glory and that you and I can live the type of life that God wants us to live and that Jesus came to give us that abundant life, right? That we can have and enjoy uh, life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Yeah. And so um, that's that's where we are. So praise God. Um, we're going to pray and then we're going to touch real briefly on the first two weeks, you know, what we've covered so far. And then we'll get into today's um, or tonight's. Um, study on facing and overcoming challenges. Let's pray first. Father, we bless your holy yes, name. Father. And we give you praise in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for bringing us to this day and to yes, this hour. Father, we pray now that you will speak from heaven. And Father God, that you will share with us the deep things of God. Yes, Father, continue to build us up that we may have the faith, O oh God, to run through troops and leap over walls in the yes, name of Jesus Father. Christ and to overcome every challenge that is faced before us. Father, we thank you that you have made us winners more than conquerors and overcomers. And yes, Father, we God. just bless you and praise you now as you continue to teach us your more excellent way through your word and by your spirit. We uh, heed to your voice right now. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so the first two weeks, amen, we, we were talking about um, facing and overcoming challenges. And we use Ephesians 2, 11 and 13 as our foundation. And 
there we saw the contrast of being without Christ as the Gentiles were, you know, um, at that time, at a previous time. But then in verse 13, Paul said, but now in Christ, um, you know, things have changed. Yes. And that is our testimony that there was a time in our lives when we did not have God. We did not have hope. We were not partakers of the promises and all the rest of that. But now that's changed. Amen. Because we are in a living relationship with the true and living God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so because of that, we have God and we have hope and we can overcome all the challenges that we face in this life. You have to believe that, right? Because if God dwells on the inside of you, then God uh, is, we know this, more than able to overcome anything that we could face in this life. Um, and so we touched on a couple of things the first two weeks. One is that we start with God when we have to face our challenges and situations, right? We don't uh, start anywhere else. We start with God uh, because he's bigger than our problem. He cares about us and he's with us. Yes. And by the way, um, we had mentioned last week that we would have an outline available and we do have the outline available for the first part of um, this study and it's been posted on Facebook and on the On Good Ground website, right? Yes. Amen. I'm talking to my wife who did the work on that. Amen. And posting it up. Um, and so we do have that and we're going to follow that up with, um, you know, the, the outline and the study notes for and scriptures. Amen. Because how many of you know? Uh, you know, you, you could say whatever you want. I could say whatever I want. But if we don't have a word to back it up, we just talking. <laughs> Amen. Uh, because it's about the word. It's not about anything else. It needs to be word based and we need to back it up with the word. And so in the outline, you'll see that we'll have, you know, some points there. But more importantly, we'll have scriptures to support those points and things that you can meditate on, study and continue to get more revelation from. And we're going to put up um, the outline for uh, last week's uh, lesson or uh, Bible study, and then of course for this week's as well. So look for those um, um, because they'll be coming soon, praise God. So today though, we're gonna go to 1 Samuel, and we're gonna go to 1 Samuel um, chapter 17 as we continue to uh, pursue this study of facing and overcoming challenges. So let's turn there. First Samuel chapter 17. And we're going to start at verse number 32. First, chapter, first Samuel chapter 17, verse number 32. And it says, Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Praise God. Um, this is the story of David and Goliath. And of course, if you've been in church for any length of time, you have you you, you have uh, read this story, First Samuel chapter seventeen, verse thirty-two. You have read this story, and. You know, we're we're talking here about 
David. And, and the scripture says that David is a man after God's own heart. And I believe that in this story of David and Goliath, which if you were a kid in church, you read it. If you were a teen, you read it. If you were a young adult, you read it. An old adult. I don't know how many times you, you, know, you, you read this story of David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been movies about it and all the rest of it. But I think as we look at this tonight, we can get so much from this concerning how we are to face and overcome challenges. Mm -hmm. Uh, We started at verse 32, and we're going to come back there, but I want to go to uh, a little bit earlier in this chapter and, um, and deal with a couple of things that we should not do. Because again, if, if you remember this story, Goliath was the Philistine champion from Gath. And he was nine feet tall. He had this big old bronze helmet to go on his big old head. Uh, he had a, a, a bronze coat of mail that weighed 125 pounds. He had this, you know, some leg armor. He had a big javelin on his shoulder. Um, you know, the, 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 the spearhead on his spear weighed 15 pounds. I mean, Goliath was huge. Yes. And, you know, he was the champion. He was a champion warrior. And the Philistines were on one side of the valley. And the army of Israel was on the other side of the valley. And and Goliath came out every day and he faced the Israelite army and he taunted them. Mm-hmm. He talked about how much he was the champion. He talked about how he was going to kill anybody who came out to fight him. He said, look, if send somebody out. If they kill me, we'll be your slaves. But if I kill him, you guys will be our slaves. And he says, come on out here today, send me somebody who would fight me. And he was just, you know, breathing out all this stuff and and, and calling them out. Mm -hmm. And in verse 11 of 1 Samuel 17, uh, it says that when Saul, who was the king of Israel at the time, and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Mm. They were terrified and deeply shaken. You you see, this is what happens, I I believe, to people of God when the challenges of life come their way. Mm -hmm. An unexpected bill, an unexpected circumstance, you know, something that works against them. You, you, you get laid off, you get fired, you have a car accident, um, you know, uh, you know, you get kicked out of your apartment or whatever. You know, something is coming and challenging you and trying to steal your peace, steal your joy, upset your life. And many times, people of God even, Mm-hmm. They get scared and deeply shaken. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this as, as in a way of condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So this is not a note of condemnation. It's a note of honesty. 
because we've all been there. That things come and sometimes, amen, we will respond by being, by getting afraid. Yes. And being shaken. But we have to remember, right? The scripture doesn't say we, we, when, when, not afraid or we never get afraid it simply says that god has not given us a spirit of fear it did not say that the spirit of fear would never get its hands on you right now it shouldn't right we should resist it because it's not from god right so if it's not from god who's it from it's from the devil and the bible tells us humble our hands under the mighty hand of god humble ourselves under the mighty hand of god or submit to God and resist the devil and he'll flee. And so we need to resist the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. But the spirit of fear comes. Yes. It doesn't come from God, but it will come. And it's because, you know, we have, you know, spiritual Goliaths yelling and screaming at us, telling us what they're going to do to us. I'm going to get your kids. I'm going to break up your marriage. I'm going to, you know, take your job. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You got spiritual Goliaths, right? These mm-hmm. these demonic forces yelling and taunting you. And sometimes they manifest themselves in our lives through some negative circumstances. And we can get terrified and shaken. Mm-hmm. But remember, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Amen. And remember that that's where the battle of faith is fought. In situations like this, when fear tries to come and you know that's not of God, you got to fight that thing off. Yes. Right. Jesus told Jairus, fear not, believe only. You got to fight that thing off. And not only just fight it off, but you now have to replace that fear with something else. And you got to replace it with faith and with believing. Right. And then also it says they were deeply shaken. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 55 that. You know, that cast my care or cast your burdens on the Lord and, you know, that he will sustain you. Right. And that, you know, the righteous are not shaken. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not deeply moved. And so that's our heritage. But these were God's people. This was the king of Israel. Mm-hmm. And he was scared and he was deeply shaken. And now let's jump ahead to verse 25 because Jesse, David's father, sends David out to the battle lines to bring his brother and and other soldiers some some provisions and to bring the captain some provisions and to check on his brothers because three of his oldest brothers were in the army. Mm -hmm. And so when David gets there, when he got there, right, Goliath came out again because he was coming out every day. And the scriptures say he came out every day in the morning and in the evening for 40 days, taunting the Israelite army. How many of you know the devil does not give up every day? In the morning, in the evening, in the noonday, he is coming out trying to taunt you and to taunt me. Is that the truth? Amen. Amen. But. You know, uh, I love the scripture that said, you know, we shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, 
nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. So it's like whenever you want to come, you want to come at night, you want to come in the morning, you want to come in the, in the noontime. I don't care, right? Why? Because we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Mm -hmm. But every, every day, Goliath was coming out in the morning and in the night, right? Taunting God's people. And so when David got to the battle lines, Goliath had come out. And once again, he starts taunting them. And look what it says in verse 24. It says, As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Mm. See, this is what you and I are not supposed to do when dealing with challenges. We don't run away from them. Amen. Mm -hmm. Listen, if we run away from the problem, it will be there when we decide to return. How many of you know? You can try to stay in bed and pull the covers over your head. But once you get out, that problem's going to be there. You can try to avoid it. You can try to run away from it. You can try to close your eyes and act like it's not there. That's not how God has created us to deal with challenges and with obstacles. We don't run away from it. We don't avoid it. Amen. This is what they did, right? They saw Goliath and they began to run away in fright. And look at this. Look what they say in verse 25. They say, have you seen the giant? The men asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. See, and that's the problem. The reason why they ran away goes back to something that we've talked about over the first two weeks. They were focused on the problem mm. and they were magnifying that problem. And anything you magnify gets bigger, right? That's what, that's what magnify means. It means to enlarge. Yeah. And so they magnified the problem. They enlarged Goliath. He was already big. But now they enlarged him because they were focused on him. Mm. And here they are, the people of God. And they didn't say, have you seen God? They said, have you seen the giant? Mm -hmm. That's like us saying, have you, have you seen all these problems I got? You know all these problems I have right now? All these issues I'm dealing with? Well, what are you focused on? The issues, the problems, or your God? And when you focus on the problems and the issues, you start running away from it. You, you, you're scared and you're shaken. Mm. So that's what you that's what we're not supposed to do. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. Now let's look at David, because David shows us as we take a, a journey through this familiar passage of Scripture, he shows us what it is that we should do. Starting in verse 26, David says, he says, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Uh, he says, David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? And in the King James Version, he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? See, circumcision was a sign of the covenant between God and his people. 
And David was saying, this Philistine is not circumcised. He's mm -hmm. uncircumcised, mm -hmm. which means he doesn't have a covenant with God. Right. See, David started to remember something. He said, wait a minute. This, this giant who doesn't have a covenant with the true and living God is talking to us like that? We're covenant people. We have a covenant with God. Mm -hmm. And that's something we need to remember. We, as born-again believers, have a covenant mm -hmm. with God. We have promises from God, going back to Ephesians chapter 2, right? We're not strangers to the promises. We are partakers of the promises because we are covenant people. And the first thing David did, he remembered his relationship with God. That's something we need to keep in mind. Remember something. That whatever you face, remember this. You have a relationship with the true and living God. Mm. You know, like, like other people, there you know, in times in my life, my work life, where I, I begin to deal with people at a certain level, at a high level. People who've accomplished some things in their life, people who are formidable lawyers and formidable leaders and all the rest of that stuff. And, you know, they try to act like who they are. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you this, and it's not out of disrespect, it's out of understanding the truth. When I speak to someone, it doesn't really matter to me how high they are in society or in their profession. I can talk to you without stammering or stuttering. Yes. And the reason why is because I remind myself on a regular basis of a powerful truth. I talk, talk to, to God, God every day. See, so and if I can talk to God then I can talk to any man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you understand what I mean? And again, it's not disrespectful to the man, but it's about you're talking to God. Why? Because you have a relationship with God. Do you know how powerful that is? Do you know how special that is? Mm -hmm. And see, the, the Israelite army had a relationship with God, but they didn't have it on the front of their mind. And so when they saw Goliath, they started saying, do you see this giant? And David immediately said, whoa, 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 this guy will have a covenant. Mm -hmm. And I do. So understand, the problems that are coming in your life that the devil's trying to bring your way, understand you're a covenant man. You're a covenant woman. You got some promises that you can tap into. Don't forget that. Amen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so David said, right? He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine anyway? <laughs> I love that. And so he asked, he says, that's allowed to defy the armies of the living God. And the men gave David the same reply. The same reply meaning that they told him that whoever kills the uh, the giant, that the king will give him a reward, he will give him his daughter to marry, and he would be exempt from taxes. Mm -hmm. And so they gave him the same reply, and they said, that's the reward for killing him. And then you get to verse 28, and it says, but David's oldest brother, Eliab, heard David talking to the men. When he heard that, he was angry. And then he said to David, what are you doing here anyway? Mm -hmm. He demanded, what about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. And David said, 
what have I done now? I was only asking a question. Or as the King James Version says, is there not a cause? <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And then he walked over to others, it says, and asked them the same question and received the same answer. So one of the things we see with David is not only that you have to remember that you have a relationship with God, but when you are facing challenges and obstacles, you are going to, many times, have to overcome opposition from people close to you. Mm. David's brother, not the men, David's brother, his flesh and blood, gave him the most grief. David's coming there and he's standing up for God and he's standing up as a child of God and he's remembering his relationship with God. And the one who criticizes him for that is his own brother. Mm -hmm. How many people can relate to that? Mm -hmm. That there are times when your own family give you the hardest time because of your relationship with God. They'll tell you things like, I remember you. Don't, don't get too carried away with yourself. I know who you are. I remember you. I grew up in the same house as you. you know, all that kind of stuff. They give you the most grief. Jesus' brothers and sisters gave him grief. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? They taunted him. Why don't you go up to the feast? Jesus said, no, nah, it's not my time. You guys go on ahead. You remember that? Because <laughs> they didn't believe in him. You have to overcome opposition from people closest to you. So like when you start to dig in and you go, I'm going to fast and pray. Or you say, I'm going to continue to sow seed into the kingdom of God. Things of that sort. Don't be surprised that people closest to you are the ones who are going to ridicule you the quickest. Mm -hmm. Because see, you're trying to sow your way into a harvest because you have a problem and a challenge. You go, you know what? The Holy Spirit telling me I need to sow a seed. And, then, and they'll tell you, what are you doing? You don't have enough money now anyway. You're going to keep giving your money to the church. And they don't understand that you're sowing a seed because the Holy, the Holy Ghost is leading you to do that. Yes. They don't understand that you might be forgiving somebody who's, who's hurt you terribly and they're going to call you a fool for doing it. Yep. But you don't, they don't understand that God spoke to you in your prayer closet and said you need to let that thing go. Yep. And they'll criticize you and ridicule you. Sometimes comes from the closest to. And why does the devil do that? Because he understands that if a stranger tells you something, you don't care. But if someone who is an important part of your life or you grew up with and they're close to you, they're a good friend, they're a family, their words many times carry more weight. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to overcome that. You know, because as you follow God and look to overcome your Goliaths in your life, people who are close to you may give you some opposition. So David just ignored his brothers <laughs> amen his brother and he went on to the other people and he asked them and they gave him the same answer and then he came before the king and it, and it comes to the scripture that we used it as we introduced this bible study tonight they brought david to the king and the first thing david said was don't worry about this philistine i'll go fight him <laughs> mm -hmm. see david in facing his challenges refused to worry Amen. Yeah. And it goes back to what we were talking about with the Israelite army. 
they were frightened and they were deeply shaken. David refused to be moved. Mm -hmm. Amen. He was like Paul. None of these things move me. Amen. He said, uh, he said, don't worry about this Philistine. If he's telling somebody else to worry, how many of you know he wasn't worried? Mm -hmm. And that's what the Bible tells us, right? To be anxious for nothing. But by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. He says, don't worry about this Philistine. I'm not worried. I'm going to go fight him. Listen, if whatever challenge in, in you have right now, and again, this, this is faith fight talk right here. You got to mm -hmm. fight. You got to you, you have to fight the good fight of faith. Whatever challenge and obstacle you have right now, resist that temptation to worry. Amen. Don't worry. All right. You hear that? Don't worry. <laughs> Amen. Bible says, worry about nothing, pray about everything. That's what it says in Philippians 4 and 6. Amen. <laughs> Don't worry. David refused to worry. So he told, he told Saul, I'm going to go fight him. But remember who Saul was. Saul was the king, and Saul was part of those people that we read about in verse 11 who was terrified and deeply shaken. Mm -hmm. So now here's David talking words of faith to someone who's kind of shaky in their faith. I'll go fight him. And look what Saul tells him in verse 33. Don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. Mm -hmm. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. So you see what he was doing? He was, he was making some negative confessions over David's life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> man, he's going to tell him there's no way you can fight the Philistine. <laughs> Please understand something. God always speaks in terms of the possible, right? All things are possible with God. All things are possible to them that believe. Yes. God never speaks in the language of there's no way. Mm -hmm. If somebody says that to you, please understand they're not operating in the spirit of God. There's no way. God doesn't talk that way. Yes. Right. The Bible says things like, you know, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. Nothing is impossible with God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Those are the words of the king. Mm -hmm. Saying there's no way you can do a thing, that's enemy talk right there. Amen. Resist that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And that's what Saul was trying to do. Verse 34 says, after Saul told him this, there's no way you can fight this Philistine. Verse 34 says, but David persisted. Come on, somebody. He persisted. He says, listen, you can say whatever you want. I'm not backing down. See, at some point, you got to have that resolve. Mm -hmm. you, you, you got to make up your mind. And again, we're talking about fighting the battle of faith, right? Overcoming fear, resisting that fear, resisting worry, right? Resisting the, the, the ridicule of people close to you. Resisting the negative confessions that people are going to... And if you've ever tried to accomplish something for, for God or to overcome a challenge, you face this. Mm -hmm. You've had people telling you, you can't do something. How many have had people tell them, you can't do that? Mm -hmm. No. Amen. You serve a God who tells you, you can do all things. 
So David persisted. And look what he says. He says, I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. When a lion or bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and, and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. You see what David was doing? Mm -hmm. He was remembering the deliverance of God in the past. Mm -hmm. Some of us really need to focus on that. We need to remember how God worked in our lives in the past. Right? You're sick today. But if you think about it, you've been sick before and God raised you up. You're yeah. broke today. You, if you, you might have been broke before. But God made a way out of no way. Mm -hmm. You were confused before, you're confused now. And God gave you revelation and enlightenment before. He'll do the same thing. You got to remember what God has done in your life. When you face today's challenge, remember how God brought you through challenges in the past. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. this, you know, uh, Jeremiah said, This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. There are things you need to remember. You know, it's an amazing story. When Jesus fed the multitude with, with two fish and five loaves of bread, that's in Matthew 14. In Matthew 15, there's the feeding of the 4,000. And it was a similar setting. And, and Jesus said, you know, sit them all down. We need to, we need to feed them. And the disciples said, where are we going to get bread from to feed all these people? And Jesus just fed 5,000. Mm -hmm. And they said, we were going they forgot what he had done. Right. And I'm gonna there's something really interesting about this because they then got into a, to the ship, you know, um uh in, in Matthew fifteen, and Jesus had told them before they got into the ship, after he got into an argument once again with the Pharisees, he said, he said, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and, they, and and they said to him, he says, uh, they started talking to themselves. And they said, oh man, he's mad at us because we didn't bring enough bread. Right? And he said to them, he said, he said, what's the matter with you? Right? He said, what, 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 what's your problem? He said, don't you remember when I fed the multitude with, you know, the 5,000 with a few fish? And don't you remember when I fed the 4,000 with a few fish? He said, why are you talking about why are you talking about... And this is in uh, Matthew 16 now. He says, and you can see this in, in, um, in verse number 7, where after he told them to beware the leaven of the Pharisees, in Matthew 16 and 7, they said, oh, we don't have any bread. And he said, oh, you're a little faith. Why do you reason among yourselves this way because you have bought no bread? Look what he says in verse 9. Do you not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the 5,000? Mm -hmm. 
neither the seven loaves of the 4,000. He's saying to them, don't you remember how I took a little bit of bread and fed the multitudes? Mm -hmm. Do you think that if you guys forgot bread, that I couldn't do anything about it? That's what he's saying to them. He right. said, what's the matter with you guys? Mm -hmm. But look what he's saying. Don't you remember mm. the five loaves of the 5,000 and, and, and the seven loaves of the 4,000? See, it is so vital that we remember what God has done. Otherwise, we'll get like these disciples mm -hmm. and think, how are we going to get out of this? And God sitting up in heaven and go, don't you remember? Mm. How I made a way out of no way in your life? Don't you remember how I stepped up and delivered you when you thought you were done for? David remembered, amen. He remembered how God had rescued him from the claws of the lion. And he said, the same God, glory to God. I love what it says, it says in Acts. When, and Jesus went up and the, and the angel was standing there. And they said, what you standing here looking up in the sky for? This same Jesus yeah. <laughs> that you mm -hmm. see going up is going to come back down again. Glory to God. This same Jesus. And, and that's, what, that's, what, that's what David is saying. The same God mm -hmm. who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this giant Philistine. And I want you to know, the same God who, who healed you in the past is going to heal you today. The same God who delivered you is going to deliver you again. The same God who helped you with your problem in the past is going to help you again. You need to remember it, though. Right? So keep that in mind. Amen? And so that's what David told Saul. And so Saul, it says, finally consented and said, All right, go ahead and may the Lord be with you. And then in verse 38, it said, Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped a sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like, mm -hmm. for he had never worn such things before. And David said to him, I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. <laughs> see, I like that right there. See, when you face challenges and obstacles, you can't always do what someone else does when they face their, their stuff. Now, Saul might use that sword and that shield and that helmet when he fights. Mm. But I don't mean David can use it. David said, nah, this ain't for me. You need to realize some of the things that other people do to, to, to come overcome their challenges and stuff, it ain't for you. Right. That's why you got to remember you got a relationship with God. Go to God and get and get your own instructions from the commander. Amen. He'll let you know what you're supposed to do. Don't try to imitate somebody else. Don't try to do what you see somebody else doing. Don't be watching a preacher on TV. And go, I'm going to do the same thing. Don't don't know. You are your own person special to God. And God will speak to you. Remember, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? God will speak to you directly and give you your own battle plans. Mm -hmm. You don't need to follow behind somebody else. You don't need to try to imitate somebody else except God. Be imitators of God as dear children. You don't need to imitate nobody else. You are special 
in yourself. Yes. And you get your direction from God. Don't try to... See, some people get in trouble, man, trying to imitate other people. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right? Remember the sons of Sceva? They tried to cast the demon out. And they say they were trying to act like Paul and everything. They tried to cast the son. They tried to cast the demon out. And it said, it said the demon that was in that man said what? He said, they said, Paul I know. Jesus I know. But who are you? And they chased the sons of Sceva, right? They said the demon chased the sons of Sceva and sent them down the street running naked. Don't try to imitate other people, amen? Don't try to use other people's battle weapons, right? Don't try to preach like somebody else just because you think it works for them. It may work for them, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you have a... Don't forget, you got a relationship with God. You go to God and let Him tell you what to do, amen? Amen. So David took that... And I ain't going with this. So verse 40, what did he do? He picked up five smooth stones from a stream, mm -hmm. put them in his shepherd's bag, then armed only with his shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. <laughs> I love that. You see, what did David pick up? Five smooth stones. Mm -hmm. And he put it in his bag. And all he has is his rod and a sling. You know what I take from that? Keep it simple. <laughs> Keep it simple. Don't try to be all deep. Don't try to be all that in the bag of chips. Just keep it simple. Amen? Because it ain't that complicated. Right? It, it really isn't. Right? You have a blood-bought relationship through the Lord Jesus Christ with the God of all creation. God says, come boldly before the throne of grace. Go before the throne of grace. Don't go in there with this, oh, oh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God. Nah, you go there and speak English. Go there and talk like you're talking to a friend. Amen. We have a friend who sticks closer than a brother. We have an advocate in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a mediator between God and man, and that's Jesus Christ. We can go there. We got all this help. We got this open invitation. Just walk in there and talk to God and keep it simple. <laughs> Right? And, and don't try to be all sophisticated. David said, no, nah, I ain't going in your stuff. Give me five smooth stones. And so now he goes out and he's walking toward uh, the, the Philistine. And verse 41 says, Goliath walks out to David with his shield bearer ahead of him. And he's sneering at him in contempt. Am I a dog? He roared. Interesting that the scriptures say he roared because the Bible tells us that, that Satan walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he shall devour. Don't tell me Goliath wasn't operating in the spirit of the devil. Amen. He roared at David that you come at me with a stick. Curse David. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. And David replied, you come to me with sword, spear and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of Heaven's army, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear, this is the Lord's battle, 
and he will give you to us. I love this part of the of the story because it really shows the relationship God David has with God. Mm -hmm. And it really shows God uh it really shows David's heart and why David is a man after God's own heart. Because look at if you look through this what he is saying is he said, "Look, you're coming at me with all these weapons, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord." See, David knew something. I'm not fighting you in my own strength. Mm -mm. Don't try to fight the challenges and, 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 and all the things you got in your own strength. Remember what we said last week, that, that nearly every problem we have uh, in, in, in life has a spiritual origin. And so you can't try to fight spiritual things in your flesh, mm -hmm. right? So if the problems in your life have a spiritual origin, you have to fight it. We were talking last week about the word of God. And Jesus said, the words I speak are spirit and life. Right. And so David is standing here and he's going, listen, I'm not trying to fight you in my own strength. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. David said, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. Right. There's a reason why Jesus gave us gave us. His name. He said, listen, you ask anything in my name, mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. Right. 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 So you have the name of Jesus. Don't go fighting in your own self because they're going right, to the devil's going to go. Who are you? Yeah. Jesus, I know. But who are you? are you? Don't go in your own name and don't go in your own strength. He said, I'm, he said, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. And then he started making confessions. He started, he started confessing his victory before he started fighting. Mm. <laughs> Come on, I'm going to say that again. He started confessing his victory before he started fighting. Mm. He said, today, the Lord will conquer you. Mm -hmm. I love this. The Lord will conquer you. And then he says, and I will kill you. <laughs> but I'm only going to kill you after the Lord conquers you. Right. See, God gets the glory first. God going to move on you. And then I'm going to finish you off. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Glory to God. He said, and cut off your head. <laughs> he started confessing what was going to happen. He is calling things that be not as though they were. He was using his words to speak what he wanted to happen. Yes. And then I will give your dead bodies, the, the dead bodies of the men to the birds and wild animals. And the whole world will know there's a God in Israel. I love that part right there. You see what David was concerned about? That God would be glorified. Mm -hmm. He said the whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. Not the whole world will know that some little boy beat the champion Goliath. That's not what David was concerned about. No. He was concerned that the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Like I remember years ago talking to a, a, a guy who was starting to preach and to teach and I saw something in him that that concerned me and so at the appropriate time after praying to God about it I talked with him and I said listen when you preach there's two things and two things only you should be concerned about <laughs> that God is glorified and the people are edified mm -hmm. that's it you, you, you don't be concerned about how much people are impressed with you. You don't be concerned about how much Bible you know. You don't be concerned about showing people how much scripture and all that. You don't be concerned about that. You're concerned about two things. That God is glorified and the people are edified. If you're concerned about more than that, 
you need to go check yourself because it's not about you. God can use anyone. Listen, if 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 you don't open your mouth, Jesus said the stones will cry out. Yes. So he don't need you even to praise him. So it ain't about you. And David understood. It's not about you. He said, I want them to know that there's a God in Israel. And then he says, and everyone here will know that the Lord rescues his people. In other words, he said, listen, my life is going to be a living testimony to the goodness of God. And so verse 48, it says, as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. Much different than the army of Israel and Saul, right? When, when Goliath came out there, what did they do? They ran the other way. Where did David go? He ran head on to face the problem. See, you and I can't overcome our challenges and obstacles if we don't run out to meet them. Right? And he didn't walk. He didn't jog. David ran. He was eager to get to it. And I know that seems like such a contradiction. You know, you got a problem. Sometimes that's the last thing you want. But see, that's not how... If you're operating in the, in the spirit of God and you know you have a covenant and you know that God is with you and you're not relying on your own strength but you're relying on God, then you you want to take on this challenge and overcome it. You don't mm -hmm. run from it. David ran out to meet him. And as he went out to meet him, he reached into his shepherd bag, verse 49. He took out a stone. He hurled it with a sling, hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, when I first read this years ago, I thought, man, he took Goliath out. <laughs> he killed Goliath. When somebody tells you that somebody hit you in the, in the head with a stone and, it's, and it sinks into your head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, that's it. He's done. Mm -hmm. Right? And he fell face down on the ground. And it says, David, verse 50, triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Glory to God. You don't have to have all the weapons. Right. You just got to have God. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from his sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. I'll say two things about this. One, one, uh, finish the job. <laughs> right, you gotta finish the job. It's like it's like it's like the the the, the monster movie, right? You know, they're running from the monster the whole movie, and they think they knocked them. They think they killed the monster, and the guy's breathing. And in the background, the monster starts moving again, and you know we start yelling at the screen, "Get out! Get out! The monster's not dead!" Right? How many times have you seen that? Right. Finished the job, amen. David, David got up. He killed him, and he cut off his head. But the second thing that 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 I see here, other than finish the job, what did David say in verse forty-eight? Today the Lord will conquer mm -hmm. you, and I will kill you, and cut off his <laughs> cut off your head. <laughs> and what happened in verse fifty-one? <laughs> he killed him mm -hmm. and cut off his head. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you. Use your mouth to bring to pass things in your life. Amen. Use your mouth to bring to pass things in your life. Right? And bring to pass the things that you want to have happen. That's what David did. He confessed it before he got into the battle. He said, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to cut off your head. 
And what happened? He killed him and he cut off his head. And so listen, we're gonna we're gonna get on up out of here. But listen, when it comes to facing challenges, there's a lot that we can learn from how David went about this confrontation with Goliath. Mm-hmm. And we touched on a lot of things, right? He understood his covenant relationship. He overcame the opposition of those close to him. He refused to worry. He ignored Saul's negative confessions. Um, he recalled how God helped him in the past. Um, he didn't try to do things like Saul did. It get these things off of me. This is not for me. He kept it simple, right? And he went out there and he faced the challenge, confessing mm-hmm. his victory before he even started fighting. Mm-hmm. And then he got it. Amen. And I believe this is what we need to do. We need to kind of look at David, this simple shepherd boy, right, who was a mighty warrior even in his young age because of how he had a willingness to face and overcome the challenge from Goliath, right? And we can do the same things, right? He was a young shepherd boy. Goliath called him out his name because he was so small, right? So it's not about your size and your this. It's about your God. And, and, and the same God that David was relying on is the same God you have. And we got to just operate in the same way that David did. And we can knock out every Goliath that raises up its ugly head in our lives, no matter what it is. But we got to believe that. Amen. Amen. And we got to face it head on. And we can do that. Amen. We can do that. Because God is encouraging us. First of all, he's given us of his spirit. But he's encouraging us, man, to make this a time of victory uh, and triumph. And I pray that you're hearing what God is saying to you. Amen. Amen. It's time for you to rise up and win. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. Time for you to rise up and win. And I'm saying to you, let me be the first one to say if no one else has said it, you can do it. Amen? Amen. You can do it. You and God are a majority. Praise God. (laughs) So let's go out there and and knock these Goliaths out in our lives. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Let's pray tonight. As we get ready to leave. Father, we bless your holy name. Yes, we Father. thank you, God. Hallelujah for the illustration you've shown us tonight. Yes, Father. From a familiar passage of scripture. David, a man after your own heart. Who wasn't afraid to face the challenge head on. And to overcome it in the name of the Lord his yes, God. Father, Father may you. we be like David and face every Goliath that comes our way, O oh God. Not operating in our own strength, not operating according to how other people do things, but Father, relying on the name of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, who gives us the victory, who always causes us to triumph. And Father, we just thank you and bless you for it right now. Father, continue to speak unto us, O God. Continue to encourage us, O Father, in the name of Jesus, that we can 
overcome every challenge and obstacle in our lives. And Father God, let us go out immediately, God, and start claiming victory for the kingdom of God. Yes. And Father God, may we have victory in our personal lives as well. Father, we just believe that this is a time of change. This is a time of refreshing. This is a time of renewal. This is a time, oh God, where you are blowing a fresh wind in our soul. Yes. And so, Father God, we thank you, God, that this is a new day, a day where we triumph. Glory to God in the name of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we bless you and praise you as you continue to teach us to face and overcome challenges. May the Holy Spirit continue to minister this word in our spirit, and we'll continue to give you the praise. In Jesus' in great Jesus name, name, we bless you. Amen. Amen. And amen.